Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. And today, we've got with us a special guest. Yes, yeah, like TV's, TV's Doogie Hauser. Rodney Anonymous. Yes. Really proud of that role. Yes. <laughs> Rodney is probably best, probably best known, apart from Doogie Hauser, he's best known for being in The Dead Milkman. Right. A very uh, important. Where? 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 That Where has existed for a long important? time. If you can just show me that on the map. Yeah. If I was going to... I would I would say if I was going to introduce Rodney, I would say he was from your ex-boyfriend's favorite band. <laughs> it's like every dude I went to, every guy who I went out with in high school in college, they all had like the shirt. If you're smart, if you're smart, you break off that relationship. Yeah, they hand those shirts out in suburbia. Yeah. Hey, right, hey you right, standing outside the seven right, eleven, right. you get one of these shirts. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, and today, uh, Rodney, we had you on to talk about Ooh. witchcraft. Natalie, what is what is witchcraft? Witchcraft is the practice of magical skills and abilities. And it is difficult to like nail down with precision because of like cultural shit, but it's basically like trying to do magic stuff. <laughs> that is kind yeah. of a vague description. Like, like, do magicians? Because I have a friend who's a magician. Do magicians then count as witchcraft? I don't witchcraft? think. I think that's sleight of hand. I think it's different. I think if because the Bible says you should right. kill them. <laughs> I think you get killed either way. Yeah. For, Just pointing I, if, that out. Yeah, yeah, I think you get killed for being a witch <laughs> and for doing sleight of hand. I think it's separate. I think it may be, maybe David Blaine, maybe David Wayne. Maybe. Yeah. Penn and, Penn and Teller get to live. My friend Rob, who's a magician, gets to live. Uh, yeah. But I'm just saying, it's, I remember that there's a book called A Year of Living Biblically in which the guy was trying to live according to the Old Testament. And he went to like a children's birthday party and there's a magician. And he's thinking, technically, according to the Old Testament, I have to right, kill this right. person. And I'm thinking, if I, if, I, if I was on the jury and you killed a magician, particularly the ones with like the linking rings and everything and the, and the, oh, like yeah. the silk handkerchiefs, I would probably not not vote to convict. I would I would think that's you would, justifiable. You would do jury side. nullification. That was always jury nullification. No. That was <laughs> that was always that was always what I thought. I was like, if you're gonna drag me into jury duty and like the guy didn't do anything like really bad, like anything <laughs> bad. <laughs> I actually was on. I was I was on a jury not too long ago where there was a guy on the jury. Uh, he just he just showed up to convict somebody. That's all he wanted oh, to yeah. know. And fortunately, we were able to we were able to circumvent him by pointing out that there was not enough evidence. But he started talking about how well if he wasn't guilty, why didn't he take the stand in his own defense? And we were pointing out that's one of the th- questions they ask you. You know, people don't take the stand with you, and you didn't raise your hand then, so you really need to shut the fuck up now. So right. yeah. <laughs> I wish he would have disappeared. If I had one, if I'd have one of those magician boxes that you can saw people in half and a big saw, I'd have said, "Okay, sir, let me explain it to you this way: put him in the box and just murdered him with the saw." And again, I probably would not have been convinced. Like that, like that episode of American Horror Story when that lady got cut in half with the box. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. There you go. Excellent. Yeah. Well, 
Oh, I love that I show. Too. <laughs> even when that show is bad, even when it's bad, it's great. It's like Preacher. Like a bad episode of Preacher is usually better than a good episode. Oh, the Preacher is my favorite show ever. If they replaced Preacher with a TV show called Roof Nega Reads from the phone book, I would watch it. And if it was on pay-per-view, I would watch it. Like 25 bucks a week to watch Roof. Hey, I'll watch it. Okay. There's never been a better show on TV, I don't think. So we're talking about witchcraft. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Rodney, have you, have you ever, I know like Natalie and I, to some extent, you you uh, have had experience with goths and industrial and like dark stuff. Yeah, I'm married to the gothest woman on earth. The running joke is if you cut her, a Sisters of Mercy, Mercy song bleeds out. You know, it's just <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> we didn't want to tell her what band I sung for for the longest time, so we used to just tell her it was the Sisters of Mercy. We were like, oh yeah. And she's like, are you sure? That's Andrew Eldridge. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure. They so have, have you ever done, because I'm going to preface this by saying I haven't. Okay. Have you ever done witchcraft? <laughs> Not really. I mean, I like, I'm an atheist. And I'm super. Lo- I always have been since I was a kid. Been super logical. I didn't. I didn't believe in Santa Claus as a child. I was like four years old, and I, I thought, well, wait a minute. If he's got all these powers, how comes like when a house catches fire, we don't see him come over and put it out? So I put that together pretty quickly, and it was a small jump from there to God. Yeah. Um, but that said, I love all that stuff. I love. I I love all like you know like ooh, it's going to get witchy now. And Halloween's my favorite holiday. I'm always you know um. I t- this is why I'll be on vacation, and I, I just I love every bit of that. I I don't believe in it, but just because you don't believe in something doesn't mean you can't love it. Right. And when I when I was younger, they used to have two occult shops here in Philly. One was Harry's Occult Shop, which had a weird uh, like mummified body in the window. And I had a dream once that it bit me, and I woke up. I was in college. I had this dream, and I woke up, and there were like teeth marks. And I was in bed alone, uh, teeth marks on my arm. That was kind of interesting. And there was a uh, next to it was a place Lady Dale's, and Lady Dale's was the serious, super serious witchcraft shop. And there was a young lady that worked in there had uh, red hair, green eyes. She was just stunning. And apparently that's that's a big thing with with devil worshippers the the red hair, green eyes. And I just I always wish that I had the courage to actually speak to her. Maybe there's some spell stuff I could have bought. Like you know, sell me some of that courage dust over there. Yeah, I always love it. I'm uh, I'm in a band called Seventh Victim, which is very witchy and spooky. Yeah. And we have a witch on our record uh right. a young lady named orly stewart who has a book out now orly's amazing um so we uh, um i i just love every bit of that and i think because it's so in the face of society in other words like this is the sort of thing you know like when, whenever you see tv you turn it on it's like pat robertson completely talking out his ass right he's just like well you know if you really look at the harry potter books you'll see that they're telling your children to perform trepan operations on the neighbors. You're like, oh, okay, whatever. And then Pat Robertson was great when I was a kid to get high and watch. <laughs> you know, but like, if you were to replace Pat Robertson with some, you know, like witch doing something, it would be a lot more palatable. The witch people are sort of, they're sort of forgiving. They're like, yeah, it's cool with us. Whatever people want to do, that's fine. And, uh, you know, I think that it's, uh, it's, I think it's sort of a serious threat to the patriarchy i mean there's got to be that's probably why that they they use that there are people actually who actually believe in witchcraft i mean not like the people practicing it i'm talking about like you know the people on tv at like you know two in the afternoon or whatever whenever uh 700 club is on and you know trying to scare the hell they actually believe that these people have the power to turn them into toads i don't know why they haven't turned into toads yet 
So I would say if you have to make a choice. Yeah. We had a witch uh, on our local public access. And, yes. <laughs> and for a brief time, he was on. He was on <laughs> Sally Jesse. And he, he, oh, man. Achieved notoriety. His name was Damon Zex. And we still, he still lives. That's a good witch name. It is. It totally is. And we see him around town and he had this like black and white uh, corpse paint on, right? Like like sort of proto black metal. Living the dream. Yeah. Not, not not so much King Diamond, but more King Cubic Zirconium. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he paint. I think he painted a mural of his own face. Yeah, when I oh. I, I lived on the street from him, and he had like a painting on his walls of like the way he did his eye makeup. Oh man. Oh God! <laughs> and so whenever I'd be walking back to my apartment, it was like his eyeballs, like looking out the windows. <laughs> and the thing is, it's it's kind of cheesy, but he's not telling people to to not read Harry Potter. So it's like he's still he's still not as right, bad as the right. Pat Robertsons. Yeah, you got to really work it up. I'm there. I'm in favor of like letting people do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Like that's like <laughs> that's the name of the game. Uh, but well, like, isn't he, that- he was cheesy <laughs> the whole idea of do as thou wilt what is that natalie <laughs> you just do your thing as long as you don't hurt anybody else yeah, that's uh right? that's that's alistair crowley yeah yeah uh, let do what yeah. thou wilt do what thou wilt shall be it's a temple of thelma thing uh do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law i don't know that would be a good show witches i have known yeah, like. <laughs> so so something i've been re- i've read about recently that i thought would be interesting to talk about is that there has been like uh resurgence with like younger people like getting involved in that kind of like witchy Good. stuff because I think people need some sort of sense of ritual. And again, my band was playing uh, my uh, my other band, Seven Victim, which is just two people. Um, we were playing in a basement, uh, really spooky. We call it the murder basement on Friday night. We have a song called Dance to the Names of Snakes, which is after a Dario Argento line from uh, Suspiria, the original one. And we had like this whole basement full of people doing this weird witchy snake dance. And I thought this is generally a good thing because we're giving people a form of ritual back and people need that. People need a good health healthy ritual that's why these things exist no there's there's healthy ritual and there's unhealthy ritual right and i think healthy ritual of everybody just kind of getting together right. and, and letting loose a little bit i think is, is definitely a good thing you know you see it sort of in the old holy roller churches where they would handle snakes and speak in tongues if you had that but without the, the judgmental element that would be awesome i guess that's sort of what my, what my band is Yes, handling snakes, speaking in tongues, and, and music. Yeah. The political climate now, a lot of people, like not even political climate, but the economic climate and everything else, people feel like they're not in control. And I think that part of it is it gives people a, a sense like they have something they can do about stuff, even if it doesn't do anything. I think you get a, a, um, a sort of a resurgence of sort of anti-women's rights. Uh, you know, women don't have a whole lot of places to go. So this is sort of, uh, in a way, if you think about it, it's almost like what the old African-American church used to be. The uh, African-Americans weren't allowed to speak politically in public, but they could get away with it in church in a veiled sort of way. They would get up and they would do sermons about different things. And this was a, a sort of veiled reference to what was going on at the time. In a way, these rituals may be gathering of women. Maybe it's, uh, um, you know, subtly psychological or maybe, you know, subconscious or maybe it is a more overt type thing of a sort of empowerment saying, you know, this is this ritual to, you know, make so-and-so's balls fall off or whatever. And they feel like they're doing something, 
But they also wind up sort of organizing and then eventually, I don't know, building a laser beam that takes somebody's balls off. I don't know. Somebody's balls are coming off as well. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, you, what, what you got there, Phil? My balls. Some witch don't make me come off. Oh, I'm sure there's a list. I, I hate when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> from the back of your pickup truck. Oh, good idea. Well, you know, I I remember being in uh, high school, well, high school and college, and seeing people uh, seeing people be into Wicca, yeah, which uh, I I think is like separate from witchcraft. Yeah, Wicca, right? Wicca is the non sexy witchcraft. It's like the Presbyterians of the witchcraft world. You know what I mean? It's like, it's eh, like yeah. It's like, yeah. okay, burn some sage. It's not right, as yeah. much dark stuff. Yeah. It's like trees. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to go, like, worship trees and stuff. Yeah. But, like, the difference is that Wicca is, like, actually a religion, and witchcraft is just practicing. Yeah, witchcraft is, like, the wide, yeah, the, the giant blanket. that cover, and, which, and Wicca is, like, a specific. It's like Christianity, and then there's, like, Methodists. And, yeah, I, I got, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. But yeah, but the idea is that there's like there, there's no deities at all involved in witchcraft, mm-hmm. and you don't have to have like an existing belief system, mm-hmm. or you could fit it into a pre-existing one, like it uh, that's already there. You know, I just I just wish spells so were. It, it just make life so much simpler. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of thought of that. I'm like, well, you know, one of the things that I always loved is I think they finally killed it off. For but for years and years, you used to be able to go on eBay and buy magic spells. Wow. I don't know if you ever saw this, but you would go on and it would have a listing. And in the listing, they would put like little animated GIFs of like the moon spinning around or something. And they'd say, yes, I am. I guarantee that I'm a witch. (laughs) I'm going to look up and see if they still have (laughs) But you would get a little vial and it would have like ground up roses. And then it would have one of the ladies hairs in it. And it would be like anywhere from ten or twenty bucks to like hundreds of dollars. Be- and it was, I'm sure the most the most expensive one must have been like the balls spells. The so. what's wait 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 back up the what spells the the balls the ball make the balls just fall. the d oh, the castration. I'm just thinking there yeah, must be a placebo yeah. effect. In other words, it must be it must make someone feel better. In other words, if you get if you get the vial that's going to make your neighbor's balls fall off or something, and then. A few years later, the guy's like, hey, my balls fell off. Yeah, then, then you're going to feel, oh, the vial did it. Probably completely, you know, correlation is not causality. But I'm sure I'm sure these people felt a lot better. Yeah. My friend uh, Rob Zabrechny, he's a magician, oddly enough. Um, his He wrote a book. And in his book, he was talking about when he was uh, about 12 years old, he had warts all over his one hand. Now, you can actually think warts away, but he couldn't. And he wound up, they wound up disappearing because he went to Scotland and his aunt told him to get up every morning and go down to this field and stick his hand in a fresh cow shit. And so he would do that every, every day for two weeks and then the warts went away. But the best thing was this is in the late seventies and he met a bunch of punk rock kids in that town and he was afraid they'd find out and make fun of him. But yeah. when they found out he was doing this every day, they just thought he was awesome. They're like, that's great, mate. You're sticking your hands in the shit. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but... The placebo effect worked. I mean, you know, it, it, he, he doesn't – I've known him for years, and he doesn't have warts all over him. He's probably the least warty of my friends. I will, I will stake money on that. Yeah. <laughs> that's just 
it's similar, like, also to, like, the grandmas when you would get the evil eye. Uh, my wife's Italian. And she would get to, they get to play with the water and the olive oil. So, it's like, yeah, like we yeah. didn't have that. We didn't have that in my family, yeah. Uh, my wife's seen all of that. I, I haven't because I, you know, came from, like, a waspy family. But um, she, you know, like, she's seen, like, the whole evil eye thing and then sprinkling oil and, and all that stuff. So, which is, is to me fascinating. And they put, put the egg. <laughs> they do the egg and they pass the egg all over your body and stuff. And then they do something with the egg. Which is interesting because <laughs> a lot of those were pagan rituals that were just sort of adopted by Catholic communities. You know, okay, okay, well, you know, it was, you know, um, you know, the goddess Bridget used to do this. But now she's Saint Bridget. And we'll just ask, you know, and she says we need to, you know, do this little trick here with string and 100 feet of corrugated aluminum or whatever. Whatever you need for the spell. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. well, and you know, we talked about on on a previous episode of Garbage Brain, we talked about saints, and I think this is really this is really great parallel to draw because Catholic mythology is like not to offend anybody, but it has a lot of similarities. Well, it's basically polytheistic. They they took yeah. They took the local deities, it was a smart thing to do, and then they sort of uh, folded them in to their religion. So, uh, you know, uh, St. Christopher is no longer a saint. Uh, he was a local deity, I think somewhere in Turkey, uh, somewhere in the Middle East, he was a local deity. They folded him and they, they did that regularly with deities. So, like, you're no longer, you know, St. Bridget, for example, Celtic goddess who they just folded in. They said, oh, no, this is, she was a saint. She did this, that, and the other. Christopher Hitchens talked about that a bit. You know, basically, they were technically polytheistic because they had this whole pantheon of saints. I like that from, like, uh, just from, like, a creative, ritualistic standpoint. I like that way more than just, like, sinners in the hand of an angry god style stuff. I also like it because you probably got some saints you can relate to. You know what I mean? There's, like, there's, there's like a patron saint of thieves, which I could probably relate to. There's a, they have a patron saint of television, which is, which is fantastic. There's a patron saint of the internet. There's a patron saint of the internet. We covered that guy. What was his name? Mm-hmm. That's a Saint Tentacle Porn. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well familiar with him. So you've never done witchcraft. Have you ever, has anybody ever cast a spell on you or done like, <laughs> or done like a ritual? Because I'm, somebody very lightly did something to me in high school and I was like 16 or 17. She was... <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, wait. Yeah, is this some story you should be telling a therapist? It was one of my peers. It was it was like this girl with this real long hair, and she's like, Oh, I can see everybody's aura and stuff. That's like her whole that was her whole thing that she I didn't realize that was showing. Let me let me hike my pants up. There we go. And so I I remember this very clearly is so first off, I, I it was in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati is, you know, there are pretty parts of Cincinnati, but we, we mostly hung out in the strip malls. I've been and there, so yeah. we were at like a uh, like a blimpy, which was like a sub shop, which has since gone under, and we were sitting in the blimpy, and she's like, I can see your aura. So I was like, you know, I've cool. al- I've always <laughs> I was like, whatever, like, but I wasn't going to be, you know, I wasn't going to be negative to, to my friend. So I was like, okay, well, tell me, what does my aura look like? And she kind of squints and looks at me and she says, well, your aura is red and it has gold sparkles in it, which means you're curious to know more about Wicca. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I bet. <laughs> like a vacuum cleaner salesman. Hey, you know, your aura is kind of purplish with some blue in there. You really need this Electrolux model too. something. Yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah, and she had, she had like a, like a satchel, like in D and D. <laughs> like when there's a oh, yeah. when there's a little guy walking around, and he gets stuff out of his satchel, or he keeps his dice in it, or whatever. I, like I haven't. Played yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm a nerd. Oh, I'm a, I'm a nerd, so I play D and D most of my life. So the uh, was it uh, big big continuous baggers? I, it, it's actual uh, magical item. God, I feel awful for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to out you. I'm really. <laughs> I'm really sorry. No, okay. I, I was, I've actually been on a couple D&D podcasts. There's a, um, one called My Son the Dungeon Master that I appeared on an episode. I have all these D&D books going back to like the early 70s and stuff. And I would pull them out and I'd say, I'm sorry, but in, uh, um, ep- in issue number 226 of The Dungeon from 1984, Ju- July, it says here that you can't do that yet. So. I think, uh, yeah, I've always been like a, a loose constructionist, so I I could never handle. I never had the uh, I never had the attention span for like rules games. But I'm like Rayman, but without all that math stuff, you know. I I don't, you know, I I like a rigid form of like, okay, do you know this, this, and that. So I think that's why it appealed to me. So you're like all dungeons, no dragons. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I like the graph paper. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. In fact, if the game was just wandering around, probably probably enjoy that a lot. If it was a game of just wandering around, like I would probably get into it. I, I would do that. I'm sorry, we went way up, but you were talking about the girl who told you about your aura. Oh yeah, yeah. She had like a she had like a satchel, and it had a bunch of stuff in it. It had like little rocks, and she had like this little this little. It was like this little tiny knife and it was like, you remember those machines you would put a quarter in and they'd give you a plastic thing and you would pull it out and yeah. it would be like, like homies. Little, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just going to say a little homies doll you would get out of the machine. I right. Homies, yeah. It was a little tiny knife. And so she kind of like did, waved the knife around in, <laughs> in a pattern. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is happening in a sub shop. And so she's like, well, you know, I just, I've, I would have been so attracted to her. Yeah. I would have been like, that. yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't have had enough skin left to close my eyes because I would just be like, wow. <laughs> I love like really spooky girls. You know, and I love that. And, and this is weird too. It just dawned on me. I, I actually collect wands. Because I went to a dark market with my wife, and there was this awesome family that makes wands. I don't believe in the magical power. I don't like – I just saw – they had them all, like, lined up. They were just super, like, uh, um, really, really into it, and they make these incredible things. I understand the appeal of it without being into it. I mean, it looks cool. I think that's the only thing I ever got into with uh – with anything magical or spooky. Cause I did when I was a kid, when I was like a, a young teen, as in middle school and stuff, basically up until I got my driver's license, I did like magic cards and D and D. And then like, were these like TV magic cards? The ones that I used to have the ad for. I'm Harry Blackstone jr. TV magic. Card. No, it was like, uh, <laughs> people, no, like, what, go, yeah, what's go it like on the Charles internet, Atlas, people, people go like, on the internet, look up TV magic cards. The ad has to be out. No, there. they were uh, Magic the Gathering, oh, Magic which the is Gathering. like yeah, still going yeah. on today. I I really enjoyed it. I was like 12, 13, 14, 15. I was like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. I turned 15 and a half and I got my temp license. And I remember coming back to the house and I just looked around and I was like, put away these childish things. It's time. <laughs> 
It's time. <laughs> How old were you though? When again, yeah. when you were talking to the girl in the mall? Well, see, I must have driven there. My parents wouldn't have left me at a blimpy. They would have got sandwiches <laughs> and brought me back. Yeah. So you. So, so you're still you're still messing around with the spooky chicks. <laughs> you were doing that thing where you where you jump through all those hoops just to talk to a girl because you find her kind of attractive. Because I've had to sit there before and hear the whole I might be a witch speech. My uh, crush when I was a little kid was Vampirella. So I've always found like the spooky girls super attractive. So yeah, I've, I've had to listen to a lot of the your aura <laughs> stuff and things like that. But that said, what happened? I want to know what happened with this. Is this end in Scientology? It didn't end in Scientology. Here's what happened. Oh. You could predict you've had enough experience with like... <laughs> Spooky people that you know, and I love spooky people. Don't get me wrong, but what happened? I love spooky people. Was, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were there. She got out this little knife, and she was like, "She didn't cut me. It was like a more of a waving." <laughs> and she was, and she did like. <laughs> so, so wait, there's some. <laughs> yeah, she was like waving it. <laughs> you know, she's just waving a sharp implement in my face. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was, so it was more, you know, like when you die on the street and they draw chalk around you, she was doing that. Well, I haven't and died I, on the street. And then, that's, a, that's a tough question. I say, you, you know, when you get decapitated and your head's going right down, you want to pick that up. No one can relate to that unless they're dead. <laughs> No, so I'm there. No, and I I went right. I went I went through it because I was like, well, I I'm always like trying to be open to new experiences and everything. And we were hanging out. We were in this sub shop, and we were like, hang out. Everything's cool. And I think I was trying to be smooth. I don't remember what happened, but I think I I brushed up against her hair. She had like this really long, like horse mane type hair. (laughs) And I brushed up against her hair and she wheeled around. She grabs her hair and sort of wads her hair up like a plastic bag from the store. And she says, nobody touches my hair. And she stomped out of the sub shop and I literally never saw her again. It's like, it's like fingernails. She believes that if you can, if you have some hair or some fingernails, you can put those on a doll and you can, you know, and it, like a voodoo doll and you can have power. Oh, it's like their source of power. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's called like magic. Um, it's the reason why um, there's a, a biblical prohibition against homosexuality. Uh, in the Bible, there's a couple examples of like magic. We think of like magic where somebody takes a voodoo doll. It's an image of somebody. They put pins in it and they hurt the person. But in the Bible, there's an example of a young man who takes uh, these striplings. He needs to have so many different color calves. He, he does the stripling. He takes some bark off one and then he gets these light colored calves and, then he does, and that's the way it works. And the idea um, in biblical times was that if uh, the earth saw a man plant a seed where it wouldn't grow, then the earth would emulate that and crops wouldn't grow in that area. That's why there's no, no why there's no okay. biblical prohibition against uh, lesbianism. The earth doesn't care if you yodel in the canyon. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, um, that's where the biblical prohibition comes from, and that's probably why she would not let you touch her hair. But I, I there's still that that whole thing begs so many questions. Like if she'd accidentally stabbed you there in the blimpy, you would have probably had the most embarrassing obituary. Stabbed by a Wiccan chick in a blimpy. <laughs> His dying words were, "I I rolled a 20. <laughs> I just, man, I'm glad when my time comes, I hope I don't go there. I mean, there's definitely worse ways. So, Rodney, speaking of, (laughs) speaking of death, I just, I'm curious, do you, what is your viewpoint on ghosts? Uh, 
eternal question, the most important question on our show. How do you feel about ghosts? They're not real, but I love them. Uh, again, it's like the witchcraft. It's not real, but I love it. Um, I've never, I, my wife and I, have been. we've stayed in lots of allegedly haunted places because we like that, like the Lizzie Borden house. Like we stayed a night at the Lizzie Borden house. We've been a lot. I've never seen a ghost and I put myself in a lot of ghost friendly situations. Uh, if you study the history of ghosts, actually, um, ghosts change over the years, over, over the decades, what people see as ghosts. Uh, Pliny the Elder had described what was sort of a classic ghost story of a ghost rattling chains. That's why um, when you see a Christmas story uh, by um, by uh, Dickens, uh, the, the ghosts have chains on them because his readership would have understood that they were a lot more classically trained going back to Pliny the Elder. For a long time, ghosts had chains. Uh, then you get uh, you, the Shakespearean ghosts, which wear armor, uh, and they would be represented on stage, and it became such a, a trope, people began laughing at them. So then the next thing was using a thing that's called Pepper's Ghost to create a ghost image. Those ghosts were, were portrayed in a winding sheet because the Victorians, a lot of them couldn't afford to be buried properly, so they put them in a winding sheet and had sort of reusable coffins. Uh, so what happened uh, from that, that's the reason you see Casper the Ghost or Charlie Brown all in a sheet. And what's happening now is when people report seeing ghosts, they report the sort of new Hollywood type of ghost, which is like ghost from the movie Ghost that you know looks like a regular person but can only make itself visible to somebody, or they're sort of CGI looking, brightly colored ghosts. Uh, it's the same thing that sort of happened with UFOs. Yeah, UFOs used to be aliens used to be tall and blonde for a long time, and then TV began portraying them as these sort of small, round-headed things. And lo and behold, when people saw aliens, that's what they saw. So that's that's my take on ghosts. But I love ghost stories. Uh, I. I you know, I, I've been in some really spooky sort of places and situations. I've never seen a ghost. I've heard some weird stuff. But uh, um, and my wife and I, when we were at the Lizzie Borden house, I went to use the bathroom and then the door started shaking. And somebody's trying to get in. So I thought it was my wife. So I said, honey, I'll be out of here in a minute. So I was done. I went back down to our room and I said, you can use the bathroom now. She's like, well, I don't have to use it. I'm like, well, weren't you shaking the door? And she's like, no. So I told the story to the people that run the place, and the woman was like, oh, that was the ghost of the children next door. And I'm like, I don't believe in this. You don't have to sell me. You know, I just thought it was an interesting phenomenon. And this woman was dead serious. She's like, no, that's the ghost of the children next door. I'm like not 100% on ghosts, but I will say I've seen a ghost before. I have a ghost story. Okay, what's your? I want to hear because I love. I like I say I don't believe them, but God, I love a good ghost story. I mean, if you could think of an explanation for it, I'm. I would love to hear it. Probably can. That's I, what I do. I, I take. All, I suck all the joy out of everything with these explanations. All right. So okay. So here's my story. I told it on, on the podcast before because it was so fucked up. So I was living with my friend, and she was out of the house. I was in my room upstairs in bed, and I was like. It was like seven o'clock at night. It was still light out. I was like reading a magazine. It was like totally normal. And I was laying there and I look up and there's a guy standing in my room and he looks like a regular dude. First, the magazine was totally normal or just the day was totally normal? Everything was totally normal. I, I, was I just, just like, want to point that out. Yeah. I thought you were covering for what sort of magazines you usually read. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, it was wasn't probably... one of them that I've been caught with. No. <laughs> All right, so there's a guy standing there, which, which is which is nightmare material for me. Right. Which is super scary. And he looked like a normal dude. And so I was terrified because I thought some dude broke into my house and he was going to rape me and kill me. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I would think. Yeah. And so... I, I kind of panicked, and so I was like, well, I'm kind of, like, I'm sitting here in bed. I'm kind of, I'm going to, like, slide down and pretend I'm sleeping and hope he hasn't seen me yet <laughs> and give him, give him a chance to think it over. <laughs> 
right? For those of, so, those of you listening at home, this is not a survival strategy, okay? No. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst one. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> so I was so I was panicking and I was kind of trying to play dead like a possum. And <laughs> I look up and he's looking right at me. And I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of like look away again. I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to do something. I don't know who this fucking dude is. He looks like a regular dude. He was wearing khakis and like a sage green polo shirt. Oh man, that's, that would be hell. You have to go through eternity dressed for like, you know, casual Friday. Exactly. That's exactly what he looked like. He looked like he worked at the bank. Go down to Old Navy and get your ghost clothes. <laughs> be careful what you're. Be careful what you're wearing because when you die, those are your ghost clothes forever. Right. This guy was dressed like he worked at the bank, and I was like, okay. So I looked away again. I was like, what the fuck am I gonna do? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like run. There was like no way for me to. He was blocking the door. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And and I looked away and I looked back up and he was gone. He was not there anymore. I think somebody broke into your house. And then... I, I, yeah, sorry. Okay, first off, we had an ADT system and it was on. Okay, those things, yeah. They're, they're, I yeah. did not hear any beeping of anyone opening the windows or opening the doors or turning the alarm off. The BTK killer, by the way, actually installed these systems or whatever, and he would actually go, he knew how to disable them. So it may have been BTK. I don't know what year this was, yeah. So then the next day, so I was like, okay, well, I guess... It's a mystery. I can't. I couldn't figure out what was going on. The next day, I tell my I tell my friend who I'm living with what happened, and she told me that I described the guy she bought the house off of, Ooh. who had died a few months after she bought the house. He was an accountant for one of the clothing companies here in town. I found him in in this fucking yearbook in high school, and it was fucking him. So I know his name, and I saw a picture of him when he was alive. This is, uh, um, first of all, I'm just picturing the guys from the ambulance arriving going, this is the most casual death we've ever had. Look at him in his khaki. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe your, your retina retains some sort of image from him. Um, there are a lot of people that think that, the, um, that these aren't what they call intelligent hauntings, that they're somehow uh, sort of, you know, the idea of a multiverse or the idea of M-theory, that things would overlap, and you would see, right. you would see things. I was to go for sleep paralysis, but maybe also if, if she just said, I bought the house off this guy and describing him because you didn't see him, uh, and, and you found somebody else by accident, you might have thought, well, this looks like him. In other words, maybe your brain kind of filled in the details later on. I will say that I was so terrified that I was like making sure to look at his details because I thought if I was going to live, I was going to have to tell the cops what he looked like. Offer the choice of, um, offer the choice of ghost or dude in my home, I would be I'd be down with ghosts. <laughs> you know, I actually um in our old place, um, which was ancient, place was about three hundred years old and it was ready to fall apart. Uh, we used to have a sort of shadow that would move across a room at a certain time. And I knew there was a logical explanation for it, but it was kind of fun, you know, have people over when that would happen. But the uh, um I, I'm sure there's a logical explanation, but again, I would feel better, like I say, just thinking ghost versus, you know, versus scary dude in my home. <laughs> When I was young, I was not young, but I was in college my second year. I was visiting my folks, and um, I was on the sofa in the front room, first floor, and I looked out the window, and I looked like uh, Charles Manson was smiling in the window, and one of the windows, and I thought, whoa, that bush looks just like Charles Manson, and I looked back up, and I realized that there was a very tall Charles Manson, which defeats the idea of Charles Manson, I know, uh, like looking in the window. There's this huge dude 
looking in and smiling. In retrospect, I wish that was a ghost. I had to like, you know, right, call right. the cops and everything. And, and then the cops showed up. They're like, we, they're, they're like, we've got a good idea who this is. And I'm like, well, I'm glad that there aren't several suspects fitting this description roaming the immediate area. But I think offered the choice. I think that, you know, it, it you feel a lot more comfortable right. thinking ghosts. Right. I, I just, I'm, I'm always, oh, explanations. I think the idea of it being like some kind of like multiverse thing where it just overlaps and you're just seeing him walking in that room at some other point. That's quite possible. I mean, it's it, an interesting yeah. idea. It, that would explain a whole lot of, of weird, of high weirdness, you know, that, uh, um, and then there's supposedly some people say there are certain people who are ghost magnets that don't see this stuff a lot. Maybe I'm just, you know, not one of those. I get the weirdos looking in the window and scary crap like that. Um, I was, uh, we were playing once on, uh, Germany on the border of Austria. And we were staying in a place, and in the middle of the night, I heard what was uh, sounded like Gregorian chanting really loud. And Joe was staying in the same room as me. I was like, trying to wake him up. He's across the room and, you know, in his bed. And I'm trying to throw stuff. I want to wake him up. I don't have anything to record this with. And it gets louder. It almost sounded like in the room. Uh, so then because I speak German, I was talking to the woman who ran the sort of bed and breakfast or whatever it was the next day. And she was saying, oh, that's the old road they used to take uh, people down during the, the witch trials, during the burning times. We, we get people talking about that sound a lot. But I think it might have been also a uh, um, something that they sort of pumped through or they played uh, just to, you know, get the uh, – because those haunted places tend to draw a lot of tourists. And I think that may have been a, like a uh, – or it just may have been scare the hell out of, out of, the, uh, out of the Yankees. I don't know. <laughs> well, so, well, so, you know, I'm really uh, – like I said, I'm, I'm open-minded. I like hearing about all the different things that people think and see and experience. But I, um, I usually – kind of prefer logical explanations for stuff I think a lot of people do. I think the logical explanation is sometimes more interesting than the, the, the sort of mythos. You know, a logical explanation for why someone's seeing a ghost with some science behind it, I think is, is more fascinating than, than the ghost story. There is a haunted prison. It's called the Ohio State Reformatory. It's in between Columbus and Cleveland in a town called Mansfield. It is supposedly one of the most, is it the most haunted? It's the most haunted place in Ohio. Uh, yeah, I think I've heard of it. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah. At the very <laughs> least, it's that. It's like, yeah, it's like top. It's, I just imagine it called... Just imagine it calling its parents, go, Mom and Dad, guess what? I did it. I'm the most haunted place in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like Eastern State. I think it's a little bit bigger than Eastern State, but it's like a Victorian prison. I love Eastern State, and the thing is what they do is when you take the tour, Vienna and I go there, uh, part of my vacation, we go there and do their big haunted thing, um, but when you take the tour of it, you know, people get mad because they don't do this ghost stuff, you know, and and uh, I've actually thanked them for it, because we've had people, I've been on the tour thing, and, you know, we've had these, and they, they explain you know the horror that was the prison system there how terrible it was and these people going well uh, i came here to hear about ghosts and the guy's like well i don't you know that's not what we do here i i don't believe in that this is a historic thing and they get really upset and i always thank them um there's a guy who does a, a again another podcast called weird history but it's like not one of those weird histories where like it was the headless wife of this is actual weird history and he used to do um the underground tours in seattle and they would get all these people wanting to hear ghost stories and stuff like that. And he would say things like, well, that's those are the tour guides who are actors. They, they tend to get a lot more ghosts. And the uh, other thing he would do, he'd get really upset, he tired of me, go, yeah, well, uh, um, if you want to see the ghosts, come back for the graveyard shift. Again, I think that, you know, the, when they go get all ghosty, sometimes it really detracts from the human suffering. But, you know, you were saying about this place, are you going? Is that your is that your thing? Are you going? Yeah, Natalie and, and a friend of ours went. Uh, I've gone a couple times. 
you've gone. I think they, I think they have it. They think they have at the at the prison here is it's not restored at all. And so they have they are like raising money for the restoration by having these events like weekly, where you go in at six o'clock at night and you just have free reign of the prison until three in the morning. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So you have like eight hours of hanging out there with all the lights off. And there's only like a little bit, It's there's only like a few people there. There's like 70 people there, but it's such a huge, it's, it's bigger than Eastern state. It's probably like 250,000 square feet, 300. Oh, Vienna and I would love that. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? A bunch of strangers. Like It's like the Stanford prison experiment. You know? <laughs> you're, you're locked in there with some creepy dude. Yeah. This is so, this is like a lawsuit in the making. Yeah. So Natalie and our friend went and there were very ghosty people. There were uh, ghost, de- there were ghost detectives that had, <laughs> they had, they had lasers, right? Yeah, they yeah. had laser grids. They had like laser grids and like big like setups with like computers and iPads and stuff. <laughs> I've got a question. I got a question. How did I miss that booth on career day? You know what I mean? Like, how did I wind up in the job I'm in when I could have been a ghost detective? <laughs> so sad. You know, that's so, where the money is, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, The artistic thrill. So yeah. it's pitch black. You know, there's all kinds of weird phenomena. Uh, And if you record audio, the audio will have glitches in it and have static. And so there's all these really interesting phenomena. So I want to go because uh, legend has it. And like I said, I'm open-minded. I want to go. I don't necessarily believe that I'm going to see a ghost. I don't know that I'm going to see something I can't explain. I would love if I did, because I think that would be wild. And I think that would expand my experience of the world, right? <laughs> but one of the things that they keep saying, Rodney, because most of the people that go are women. And they said, well, you know, these ghosts really reject male energy. And I'm like, well, I've been bald since I was, I've been bald since I was 19. So <laughs> I will, I I'm, will like a, I'm like a Neanderthal. I've got extra male energy. I've got, no, if you're bald, that means you have more male energy. That means you're, right. you're you look, right. only, you, you only get so much testosterone. Don't waste that testosterone growing hair. Use it for what it was meant to be. This sort of Neanderthal. Yeah. I, like I have hair all over my back and yeah. So I would, I would be rejected by the ghost, but I have so many questions about that. Like, imagine the ghosts have been in prison for a while. They'd be happy to see women. I, I don't. <laughs> well, and so this uh, this prison, like you said, you know, the ghost stuff can detract from the human suffering. One of the things that would happen in the prison is there were big metal rods that went the entire length of the cell block, right? Mm-hmm. And they would do something to shut all the cell doors at the same time. And it was so powerful that if you were in the door, you would just get crushed. And that was just it oh and so, like the uh, like the woman at carousel progress that's called a carousel <laughs> progress i haven't heard of that is that like action park <laughs> no no that's no not like action. although my, my friend my friend jill my friend jill who's in a band called hot breakfast has a scar all the way down her arm from what they used to call class action park or traction park she she had actually gone there a lot when she was a kid, and she was uh, she tell she tell me stories about it. No, um, there's a, a ride at Disney World called Carousel Progress, and it wound up smashing a young lady 
between two of the walls. And that's, it's just a term that people use like, Oh, carousel of progress. <laughs> so you're saying somebody was killed. Lots of Lots people. Of yeah. And it didn't, and it was this sort of carnival of horrors and it basically didn't close until the late eighties. Right. It, had, it, it was closed by court order because there's like so many like human wow. rights violations there. It was awful. Once they get to a certain limit. Yeah. We could accept 49, but now you're at 50. 50 human rights. We got to shut you down. I, um, you talked about the ghost hunters and going there and all that. I actually did two things for a radio show many, many years ago. God, like at least maybe 20 years ago. Um, I spent an, uh, two nights at Fort Mifflin here in Philadelphia, which is allegedly haunted. Um, and the first night there, my nephew, I had my nephew with me. and I don't even think he was 20 yet or something. Um, we went down there and we actually had to leave. And the reason we had to leave was something just wasn't right. My cell phone, the battery just dropped down to nothing. Uh, there was a lot of – we thought somebody had gotten in the fort. There was a lot of odd stuff going on, um, a lot of sounds, a lot of stuff like that. So what we thought was there's still got to be a logical explanation. So we went back with actual paranormal investigators. And I don't mean the kind who are like saying like, you know, I'm feeling an entity here. These are the kind who debunk these things. And they went through bit by bit. We found out the reason the reason my phone suddenly dropped is this place is these giant casements and you're surrounded by dirt and brick and all and your phone is trying to send a signal out and that just tears the battery up. Um, the, uh, the screams were actually, the, um, the people heard were actually, and we, had, we heard some of these were people drag racing out on the street and drag racing will sound like a scream. If it's a bit away, the, uh, there's mica used in a lot of the stuff. And that's what we get. People take pictures and it would show like an orb. Uh, there's just a lot of strange, uh, stuff. And I think a lot of the people like the caretaker, they were sort of working or not working, but they were happy to encourage the idea was haunted because haunted places get more visitors. But the, uh, it was it, watching the guys sort of debunk everything, go through bit by bit by bit and sort of take it all down was fantastic. And that was, and then I got to go uh, to Philadelphia Community College when they did their little presentation and I got to speak with them. So that was fun. That sounds awesome. I am a little bit thinking about it. I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed that Eastern State is not uh, filthy with ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> well, they used to have really cheesy ghost stories. Well, first of all, like I say, I was lost in Eastern State. We were filming a video there, and I took a wrong turn and wound up spending like two or three hours trying to find my way back. And it wasn't scary at all. And actually, we, we have Laurel Hill Cemetery here where my wife and I go all the time. Uh, milkmen play there occasionally. I'm there sometimes after a show when we play there at like midnight. And that place just feels very comfortable. It's very relaxing. Relaxing. In a way, Eastern State had that same sort of feel to it. Um, but I wound up uh, getting lost. And when I finally found my way back, sort of, I walked right in the middle of a shot and got yelled at by everybody. Like, We're shooting. I'm like, look, I, I'm just happy to see people. I've been roaming around for hours. No, I didn't. So, <laughs> I didn't see any ghosts is what I'm saying. Why I was, but they used to have these cheesy tours of it where they would tell Philadelphia ghost stories. And they, they were so vague, like, we can't tell you the name of this, but a certain local celebrity on the news. I'm like, wait, you're talking, you're calling a news person a celebrity that's just wrong right there there's like the the ghost of your dignity yeah <laughs> <laughs> they they bought a house and they heard this and you're like oh god oh don't make it cheesy yeah don't don't like ghosts are great there's no reason to ruin ghosts by cheesing them up 
And Philadelphia isn't really much of a ghost town. Like, if, if you watch, like, ghost shows, you know, and, the, you know, you see, like, Savannah, Georgia, it's like this ghost, this ghost, this ghost. And Philadelphia, we really, maybe it's the Quakers. I don't know. But we just don't, we don't have a lot of ghosts. We have a lot of weirdness here. But not, not you know, like, strange stuff happens here all the time. And probably why we don't need ghosts. I don't know. And I haven't spent a whole lot of time in Philadelphia. But the the last time I was there, I was just there for a day. We were in some cemetery. Was it the Revolutionary? Cemetery. Well, that's across from the mint or whatever the hell it is that they make the change. Yeah, it was. Oh no, you were you were down. You were where Ben Franklin's buried up on like Third and Arch. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. yeah, yeah, that's actually what I was getting to. Is a lady was sitting on Ben Franklin's grave playing the ukulele, and I was like, that, like, I don't believe, I don't believe in in witchcraft or voodoo <laughs> or anything. But like if there were going to be bad vibes, like going and sitting on Ben Franklin's grave and playing the ukulele is a way to make it happen. I was like, we got to <laughs> we got to go like either like best best case scenario. I'm just going to be mad like being in here <laughs> in the uh, in H.P. Lovecraft's The Case of Charles Dexter Ward. Somebody goes to that cemetery and steals Ben Franklin's body. No, I'm saying, like, I can't imagine which would be worse, having to be a ghost in khakis. That should be, like, a question, like, either, you know, would you rather? Would you rather be a ghost in khakis and you're stuck like that, or you're in the grave, but there's somebody up there playing the ukulele? Which would you? (laughs) (laughs) I would pick being a ghost. Being a ghost in the khakis? Yeah. I would be fine with it if I got to just, like, fuck with people all the time. That's what That would be my bag if I was a ghost. So, I have hold on here i have a quiz (laughs) i can't hear it because i have my headphones on i trust it's on Uh there i will take this quiz time for a quiz okay so my quiz is i did some research this afternoon and i found a bunch of spells (laughs) like witchcraft spells i'm going to tell you what i am doing for my spell, and you tell me what I'm trying to do. Oh, what, what the point of all these actions are. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, okay. I'm going to be so down with it. Okay. The first one is I'm walking around with my dead uncle's tooth in my pocket. Okay. Why, why, why am I doing it? Why am I doing it? It's a protection spell that keeps you from getting stabbed in a blimpies. No, you're wrong. <laughs> all right so all right so you're jewish you're trying to guess why is it and it has to be the uncle i'm just telling you what i'm doing yeah does it have to be an uncle dead uncle's tooth in your pocket i feel like you would want to be like shielded from getting attacked on the street like you might take it if you were leaving if you worked at a bar and you were leaving at night you would do that no wrong okay uh the answer to that one if I'm walking around town and I got a, my dead uncle's tooth in my pocket, that is a spell against having tooth pain or or toothache. Oh, see, it's like like so oh. I'd be having dental problems. It's it's like magic. It's what we were talking about before. It's the idea of like being the same. So if you have, uh, my friend, I have a um I have cufflinks that my friend Stephen Archer, who's an ego likeness and stone burner, uh, made, and they have human teeth in them because he befriended somebody who owns a crematorium. So that would probably prevent me from dental pain. All right, yeah. Oh no, they're awesome. No, you 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 would want a pair if you saw. Them. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you would like. Oh, I need to get a pair. So of the idea is that the idea is that the dead pe- the dead feel no pain, and so carrying a tooth from a dead relative confers 
the immunity onto you by carrying it around in your pocket. How do we know the dead feel no pain? So that is in, re- in Return of the Living Dead. I don't know. In Return of the Living Dead, they ate brains because that stopped the pain <laughs> of being dead. So there's there's some philosophy against that. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to find out. We'll all find out. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Number two. I have a spot on my body and it is covered with spider webs. Now I'm thinking prevent insect bites, but I don't I don't know if that would be quite right. If you're staying at a Trump hotel, you're gonna want one of those spider web tattoos. Um I <laughs> I Drew, you wanna I, I I stick at this, but I'm enjoying it. So, so it's actual, it's actual spider webs. Uh-huh. Yeah. You put an actual spider web. Yeah. Like I have it wadded up. Like out in the garage where they have those spider balls. Just the webs, spider webs. <laughs> I'm just. No, it's an ancient thing. I've never, yeah, I'm never, I've never seen anybody walking around with spider webs. So it's probably something rare. Is this, it's a, it's a witchcraft spell. Yeah, that was the whole point. Like the uncle's tooth was also a witchcraft spell. She wasn't oddly attached to her late uncle. It's a witchcraft spell. Of course you're not. Is it, okay, so is it, (laughs) is it like, uh, my guess would be to like ensnare somebody and bring them closer to you. Oh, that's good. No. No? No. It is a spell against bleeding. And if you have a spot on you that is injured, you would put spider webs on it and that would be the magical way do you know what happens to be usually hanging on spider webs spider so you're telling me these people would take with something you could still possibly right. be infected and put it on a wound and obviously i don't think the wounds got better and this stayed a tradition for a while people would go yeah that, that didn't work that time but statistically it's, it's got to work once yeah yes they it was it was they used it as a styptic like the magical styptic they would use this one this one's getting a little more this is getting a little more complicated are you ready i'm going to keep playing i'm going to move on to the next round (laughs) all right so the next round you guys need to listen on a wednesday (laughs) during the waning or new moon i cast a circle with playing cards i lit a black candle and I burnt pinches of asafoetida and mugwort. Then I took the queen and king of diamonds and put the queen on top of the king and put them to my left. <laughs> and then I pulled the queen of spades out with the other with the other hand in my right hand. And then I visualized some bullshit. <laughs> and then I whacked the queen of spades on the other two cards on my left. And then I took the three cards and I hid them underneath my phone. Your phone? Mm-hmm. I hit him underneath my telephone. Why? <laughs> Why did I just do that? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> okay, this is sim- this this is easy. <laughs> this this is idea. easy. The explanation is simple. The explanation is just that you suck at solitaire. You have no idea how solitaire is played. That is correct, but it's also mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> I imagine this is like some sort of dating divination thing. Like you want that person to call you. So you would, you would, you know, you would do it that way. I'm going out on a limb here only because I recently have read about the cabbage ritual. We have a, a, my, my weird band has a, a fanzine that we put out and I was writing about mischief night. Part of mischief night was this divination thing with the cabbage ritual, how the cabbage, the women would find their husband using the cabbage. And we couldn't figure out for like how the husband, how this showed what the husband would be. Did the, did the husband have a cabbage head? And the weird thing was 
the same day I found this and couldn't figure it out, my wife bought me a book of ancient Halloween traditions and the cabbage ritual. I opened the book right to the cabbage ritual and I explained it. Perfect. Ooh. That sounds spooky to but me. But that doesn't help us at all. That doesn't help us at all with these cards. No, no. So, so the, the dating? Look at, look at it historically. Cell phones were invented in 1496. So what was going on in 1496? That's the question we need to ask. <laughs> I think it's I think it's a da- I think it's a dating thing. I think it's like a, like a calling, you know, like who will be my future paramour or whatever. But you could put it under a landline also. I think that's the best the name of the game. Oh, that's the best way. Yeah, probably. No, the best way would be under uh, tin cans with a piece of string in. The whole yeah, the whole thing with magic is like go old school drawing these these lines and making connections between like symbolically connecting things. Mm-hmm. Right, that's like a whole. That's the main mechanism. Asafetida, it can be great in small amounts, but I think it smells kind of bad. And I think the black candle maybe implies dark magic. I think the third card intermingling with the queen and king who are a pair, I think it's sort of along the same lines as what Rodney said, except I think uh, it's a homewrecker spell. That's that's a good... good No, it's a a homewrecker spell, yeah. And you put it under... Oh, all record spells go. Yeah, you're trying to ruin somebody else's. No, that's a country western spell. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is a, that is a spell making it so you cannot have your phone line tapped. What? <laughs> <laughs> that is if you want to make sure that no one is listening in on your phone calls and that your landline is secure. Can I just say, I need to get this out here. That's the stupidest goddamn thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> That's so much work. I would rather have yeah, my phone yeah. tapped than I would. In fact, I'd rather have somebody here say, call and say the call's coming from inside the house than go through that whole ritual just to say. And then what happened? <laughs> so now these people are walking around saying all sorts of crazy shit on their phone, thinking it's not tapped because they did this spell. And then they're, yeah. Right. Because right. if you're if you're doing that ritual, obviously you're up to something on the phone that you shouldn't be, and you're worried about it being tapped. And then you know, like, oh, surprise! That's like the um, the guy down in Matamoras. He used to he used to do the spells on people on drug lords to make them invisible or make them bulletproof. And that's why he wound up killing a lot of yeah. He was, he killed some tourists and, and down there because he had to make the spell more powerful. And to do that, he needed like you know the the spine of a tourist, and he you know murdered a young man <laughs> down that, there. And, yeah. Was that on the recipe card? Like spine of one tourist. <laughs> hey, you're the one with your uncle's tooth in your pocket you yeah can't right judge. right okay <laughs> yeah. all right here's the next one i made a silver crown i made a silver crown out of wire and it had a bunch of crystals on it why did i do that i don't know why because you couldn't find a tinfoil hat <laughs> so you just you're out of tinfoil are you are you wearing it or are you yes just- i wear it it's my crown that i made <laughs> out of wire and crystal i got this this is easy <laughs> You're Miss New Jersey <laughs> because that's what they give you. Yeah. They give you this little crown of wire. Yeah, Miss New Jersey has to wear that. That's not. It's not a good look. <laughs> and what is it? Any kind of crystals? It's clear crystals that are like not really colored that much. So they're like. Oh, I got. I got this. I got this. This is a headache remedy. Headache remedy, isn't it? No, you're close. Keep people from reading oh, your thoughts. Man. Like like your phone tap. <laughs> I was, you know, the crystal. That's what people, I was. No, it keeps people from stealing your uncle's tooth. Yeah, or steal your uncle's tooth. That's the thing. 
what, what, tooth, what about when tooth get? Oh no, I better make a crown. To oh yeah, because a tooth can have a crown from a dent. Right. Oh my god. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I just had new crown put on. Yeah. Yeah. I see. See how it all ties together. We're through the looking glass here. People. I I was gonna say, Natalie, the wire in the crystals. I was thinking like crystal radio. I was trying to go literal. Like maybe this will help you determine what other people are thinking. You can receive their thoughts. No. You got to tell us that. Yes. You would wear the crown that you made if you were trying to absorb arbitrary facts. Like if you were studying and you needed to retain information. It's like makes your brain work better. Wow. At your, at your thinking hat. <laughs> it's literally a thinking cap. That's perfect. That's perfect. Somebody is getting rich off of thinking up this shit and getting it out. Right, there. right. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, I love these. I, we have two more. Okay. I got a black chicken. It's all black. <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> I kept this chicken for nine Fridays. So for nine weeks and every Friday (laughs) me and the chicken would not eat any food at all. We would fast for that whole Friday. Me and the chicken together. The chicken's Catholic. We've established that. Right. We would do this together, the chicken and I, and then we did it for nine Fridays. Why did we do that? Aside from that, we are best friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would, you would absolutely for two and if you had chicken time every week for two and a half months, you and the chicken would bond. We would be pals. Yeah, I'm thinking this could this could be like fat camp for chickens. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like your chicken's a little a little hefty and you know needs to lose some weight, and you don't want it to feel bad, so you go through the experience with it. He's like, I've got your back, yeah, yeah. Mr. Chicken. Solidarity, right? <laughs> So why why would I do that? Okay, um, why would I do that? I, I the fact that the fact that I feel that I should know these is what's the most disturbing. Yeah, like gee, every time I remember, I used to the family would <laughs> the family would sit around the chicken on a Friday talking about how hungry we were. <laughs> um, and it it so it's one of those chickens where like the skin of the chicken is black, the feathers are black, and then it lays the black eggs or. <laughs> Or is it just like the? I don't. Is it, it like the black chicken? Rhode Island black chicken. It's just a black chicken. I'm sure, like, just so the feathers are black. I'm sure it's fine. Okay, so you would just you would see it at the fair. You wouldn't have to. Right. Okay. You'd be best friends with it. You guys would go on a diet together for two and a half months to to accomplish. And your then, goal. but then that's it. I mean, I has anyone ever done this? I thought. <laughs> I thought you we were leading. <laughs> I thought you were leading up to killing the chicken like that was the obvious yeah the death of the chicken yeah that was the obvious end of the story at the end of the story you and the chicken just go your separate ways i think that i was looking at a spell book a spell book that was like not like killing animal style like that was like the the chicken's an accountant now in in delaware so yeah he's fine I well, like I mean, that story better than killing the chicken. It's better than Matamoras. I'm not for uh, killing animals for fun. That's not what I'm saying. I just, <laughs> I no, I, no, wait, I are you are you for killing them for revenge? I mean, <laughs> well, I, could, I couldn't eat for nine Fridays because of this chicken. It's rotten to death. Um, I man, this is a tough one because I can't see why anybody would do this in the first place and how this came about. And this, again, this has all been sort of like magic, but I can't think of 
like why it has to be a black chicken. Yeah, it has like a vaguely racist tone to it. Um, I would. I, why would you like like skip a Friday? It's gonna be a sort of Christian thing, I think, because you know Good Friday and um, or at least it originally. But maybe it's like you know. And then of course that those Catholic things were combined with the African things to make sort of Santeria stuff. So maybe it's that. Um, but I still can't figure out what the use of it would be. So I'm is something to do with baseball. I'm thinking. I'm thinking crops. Crops. Yeah, you and the crop. Yeah, you and the chicken. It symbolizes because the chicken oh, is going to eat the seeds, and it symbolizes you saving the seeds, and then you have seed corn for next year. So I think yeah. it's for a. I think it's for a bountiful crop. No, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's re- it's revenge. It's. I was right when I said revenge. It's revenge. That's what. Did, did you guess? No, Rodney, I, did you guess? No, I broke into tears and emotional trauma, and I've been in a fetal position on the floor ever since we started the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to need a spell that prevents me from shitting my pants in a minute because I'm just weirded out. Like, <laughs> I saved the best one for last. These by are the these are the weirdest. Yeah, these are the weirdest. Okay, we if people are listening. Go on, tell us, tell us, tell us what happens with the chicken. We have to find out what happens with the chicken. Why would you do so that? You're gonna guess. Yeah, like you get pulled over by the cops. Do you, do you Why? What? Yeah. Do you, uh, I, I, guess. Uh, revenge. I said revenge. I was going, yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> you would do this spell to reveal the identity of a thief. So if someone stole something from you, you would do the routine with the chicken. <laughs> and then after the end of it, either the thief, either the thief would come back and tell you, or he would give you your stuff back. There's a huge flaw in this plan. The thief is going to come back and give you your stuff back, or they will die. <laughs> but so it is kind of. Do you see the flaw? It is kind of revenge, though. You got really close. That was good. good. Guys, 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 guys. The flaw, the flaw is staring us in the face. The flaw is this: if you go over somebody's house and steal something, and they have a black chicken, you have to steal the black chicken too, <laughs> so that they don't find out again. <laughs> Like, like they're on their way out with the TV, and the one goes, "Oh, you better grab that chicken too." So they find out. Oh yeah, I got that. <laughs> uh, oh, I saved the best one for last. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, the best yes. one. Okay, yeah. I got a green olive, and I squeezed out the oil from one single green olive and then I put some resin incense in it like the kind they have at church and then I put in an eye booger (laughs) and then I mixed up the eye booger and the olive oil and the incense and I anointed my body with the eye booger mixture why why did I do it? Why did I do that? Because you're a troubled individual. I know. I must be. <laughs> so anointing, like that can't, like I've had eye boogers. They're not very big. <laughs> but you mix it with the olive oil in the and the. But it's one stuff. olive worth of oil. <laughs> it's like not a lot. No. <laughs> so I've got like one. I've got like one drop per under either of my pits and that's like it. I've got like two armpit drops and then I'm good. Right. 
Well, <laughs> so it sounds like isn't this the sort of stuff though? If you told that story to David Berkowitz, all right, David Berkowitz was like, "That's messed up, man. I don't know why you're doing that." I'm just saying, like, there's nobody on the planet, no matter how messed up, that would find that story normal. It's like the sort of story you would share with Tex Watson and the all of the spells are going to be fucked up because you can't, you have to make sure that people aren't going to do it accidentally. Oh, wait, accidentally mix an eye booger with 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 a chicken and a, no. yeah, that's what I'm saying is that if they if they made the spells like really normal, then people would accidentally do spells all the time. Oh man. It's like a safety. Oh man, I accidentally didn't eat for nine Fridays with my chicken, and now I know who DB Cooper really was. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) So no one's gonna accidentally do that. No one's gonna accidentally anoint themselves with eye boogers and and shit like that. That's why it's so weird. Speak for yourself, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm thinking. At first, I thought this was some sort of weird cure for pink eye because I I immediately go there. But this has got to be some sort of like second sight type of thing. You know, give you like psychic powers, allow you to see into the future. I think that's probably why the eye booger. I just, man, I'm reaching here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and Olive looks kind of like an eyeball too, right? Yeah. So the eye booger and Olive. <laughs> I'm just thinking somewhere there's some weird country where this shit is on the SATs. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, yeah, I know this one. Yeah. Yeah, my aunt was doing the thing with the chicken the other week. Uh, first, I was upset I was stumped on all these. And now I'm totally cool because I'd worry about myself if I knew what that was for. You know what I mean? Well, let me tell you what I would do. <laughs> what I would use that spell for. <laughs> Sometimes I can't find the match to a sock, so I take an eye bugger and part of an olive. And I, I am proudly stumped. Drew, Drew, you have any idea what this is? Uh I mean, you you kind of said second sight. I was thinking uh, third sight is what you were thinking. Third sight. <laughs> I uh, I was thinking maybe uh, some way to to scry, some way to have visions of the future to to see what's gonna happen. No, no. The reason- and by by the way, now that we're done, the quizzes are always this hard. By the way. <laughs> I just want to say, if anybody goes back and listens, they can back me up on this. All the other quizzes are hard because if they were easy, I would get them. No one wants to listen to someone sit there and get all the answers right. <laughs> like That's not fun. <laughs> so the reason I would be anointing myself with eye boogers and olives would be because I was going to be invisible. Oh. Oh. That's an invisibility spell. So you could be invisible. That's so much easier than killing a Taurus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, man, I've got a backyard full of dead Taurus now. I, I could have used an eye Right, right. So you guys did awful. Yeah. There you go. I can, I can live with that. I can. There right. must be a spell to reverse my score. If you feed a chicken an eye booger every Friday for nine Fridays. <laughs> A lot of those spells, too, like, if you have to do something a certain number of times, it's usually a multiple of three yeah. because because of the trinity. It's interesting. Like, a lot of these rituals you know, come from, like, pre-literate times, too. So there might have been a reason, like, you know, okay, this started out as something right. normal, something you had to do, and then they attached meaning to it. Somebody probably worked at the Eyebooger and Olive factory, and then they thought, well, wait a minute, this is, yeah. When I showed up one day, nobody looked, nobody talked to right. them, oh, I'm invisible. <laughs> So it, all of them are based on three, 
And so like three is a magic number. And then multiples of three then would imply that the spell you're doing is like an extra special, like hard spell. Ooh, I see. It like ranks it. So is it any, it's any multiple of three? Well, it's usually three or nine. Cause I was going to nine is like a good number because yeah. nine is three threes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or odd numbers like seven and thir- seven and 13 are also. Yeah. yeah. That was what I was going to say is I was thinking about it and I was like, well, what's more powerful than nine? And then it's like 12. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a magic number at all. No, That's just no. normal. Nine eggs. is three threes yeah. though, which is like yeah. super magic because the three is magic. And then, and that's why thir- 13 is like that normal 12 that they used to use plus one. So it was always this sort of, that's what made it sort of a weird magical number. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, for real. And seven turns up seven days in a week, seven dwarves, seven brides for seven chickens. There's, there's a ton of, of use of seven. Right. So I would also like to discuss, so there were always criteria for what would make people think someone was a witch back in like the 1600s and the 1700s. Like in America? In any area that had like witch issues. Like in Europe or wherever. Yeah, like Scotland. Yeah. Well, yeah, James James the First actually wrote a book about like how to spot witches. He tried to be very scientific about it. Who is this now? What? Oh, James the First of well, it's James the First of England, James the Sixth of Scotland. He's actually only a reigning monarch to actually have a write a book about witchcraft. Yeah, is that the Malleus Maleficarium? No, Malleus Maleficarium. <laughs> no. That was written by. Hammer Witches, that was written by two Germans. That was, that was a pair of Germans who wrote that. Yeah. Uh, what was James's book? James's book, I think, was just called On Witchcraft, I think it was. And, uh, um, yeah, he had all these, like, ways to, to spot a witch and different, you know, theories. And he eventually led to Matthew Hopkins' career came out of all that because people read the book and there's a witch fever that sort of caught on. And then um, they realized that they could use that to get rid of people who annoyed them. Right. So, and then Matthew Hopkins found out he could get paid for you know, basically turning in these witches. Right. And another interesting thing about back then is that in New England, it was it was prosecuted differently than it was in Europe. In Europe, it was uh, heresy against the church. And so it was punishable by burning. Whereas in the United States, it was a it was a felony. And so it was punishable by hanging. So it had had like total different reasons to prosecute people. Yeah, Giles Corey was pressed was pressed to death. Um, there's a great book, quick recommendation called "Cows, Pigs, Wars, and Witches," uh, and uh, um, uh, sort of like uh, um, it was almost like the Freakonomics of anthropology. Some of it's been disproved, but some of it still hangs around. But part of the book they talk about is how uh, in it it went from being illegal at one point to believe witches could fly to being illegal to believe they couldn't. And it talks about like how that that came about. And there's a whole lot of really super weird stuff involving the witch's broom and unguents and tripping and, and that sort of thing. I want to discuss different ways that they would they would say that you must be a witch. The first one is that generally it, if you're a woman, that was a reason enough. OK, it was like a, a issue where they just they said that women were morally weaker than men. And so they were just susceptible to always be taken up with the dev- with the devil and all that good stuff. So that was just, you were, you were placed under suspicion. Right. Well, don't right. forget, this is also the beginning of the age of reason. Uh, so what happened was a lot of these midwives were in competition with doctors. So that also put them on the outs. In other words, if you were in, if you're in economic competition with somebody and you want to get rid of them, 
That's a good way to do it. Right. Uh, Another thing that they would say would be uh, proof that someone was a witch is if they had a pet. Yeah. (laughs) They'd say it was their familiar. Yeah, and there's basically any animal could be their familiar. And during a lot of the trials, people would be in cells and like rats and flies would come into the cell and they would be like, that's proof that you're a witch because those are your familiars. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a really hungry looking chicken, that's another, that, that is the finger. Right. Right? That's what I'm looking if for you have now. A black yeah. chicken. By the way, my, my wife and I own two black cats. So yeah. So we're done for. Uh, they could say that uh, it was evidence of being a witch if, you have like any kind of wart or skin imperfection? Yeah, that's a that's a mark of Satan. The idea is that Satan would kiss you, and that would leave a sort of mark. Uh, one of the uh, one of the, what they did was one of the first witches to really, uh, after James the first came to power, uh, to be used as sort of a test case. She was a one legged woman who was very unpopular in her town. She was cantankerous and would swear, and they basically stripped her and looked for like an age spot on an old woman, which is kind of easy to find. And uh, that's what they did. Clearly, this is the mark of Satan. When they tried it with younger people, it wasn't so successful. (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. For real. There was a guy who accused his his maid. He actually kind of lusted for her. She was sneaking out at night. He accused her of being a witch, and they brutally tortured her, but they couldn't find the witch's mark. And so they just basically uh, tied a rope around her head, pulled on both ends until she, uh, she confessed. Right. And so they thought that those those spots were areas where their familiars would like suck on. <laughs> oh, really? Right. So like you're, the idea of the witch. Yeah, the witch's yeah. teeth. Oh, yeah. So okay. like you're you're like little evil. But, but also the idea is that the devil gives you a mark. Yeah. It'd be like so you'd have like your evil dog. That was your that was your friend. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the dog would suck on it. It'd be that would be like the done thing. <laughs> It sounds like not. I would so report that, yeah, to the authorities. Um, Also, they would say that if they were like just irritating in general, like their personality was like not the best. Yeah, Johannes Kepler's (laughs) Johannes Kepler's mother was taken away as a witch, uh, the astronomer, because she was described as a cantankerous old lady who sold drugs. So yeah, she got to. They would put you in a basket and take you away. So she got the basket ride. (laughs) 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 Ah. Yeah, so this was obviously used as something that people would just be like, I don't, I don't like that person that much. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just like so this is this is based, this is persisted all the way through time. Is they have a way of like taking something that everybody does because everybody has age spots in pets. Yeah, and just <laughs> basically taking something that everybody does, like speeding, and using that as a as a reason to. You know, take people they don't like out of their community. Well, look at the McMartin McMartin daycare center uh, case, which is the most longest, most expensive case, I believe, up in in California history. Charles Ng might have been uh, might have beat that. But um, what happened was they 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 were weirdos. And eventually people start saying they're they're molesting children. They're having satanic rituals. They um, have this weird, you know, uh, underground lair. And eventually they bulldoze the the daycare center. And lo and behold, no underground lair. Um, eventually uh, it's weird because in these cases, in the witchcraft cases, they would allow spectral evidence. They would allow people to say, oh, this, you know, spirit came and told me this. Uh, within a lot of the uh, um, child, uh, the satanic panic child molesting cases, they allowed evidence from children who would say things like, oh, they took us out on on a boat and they had specially trained sharks that would circle the boat so we couldn't escape just right. you know insane stuff like that um in the uh, um in the case of the west memphis three again 
local weirdos. Um, they, they allowed the testimony of a child who said he'd seen Damien Eccles appear out of nowhere with a flaming sword in his hand. <laughs> so it, it's not like it went away. It actually... It actually, you know, had a big comeback. It was like, yeah. That's how they ended the Salem witch trials is they stopped accepting the spectral evidence. And once they stopped accepting that, there was no evidence. Well, what happened was the governor's, uh, colonial governor's wife had gotten accused. And so once it started going up the ladder and, and people uh, with some power started getting accused, that's kind of when they began to shut it down. And then they, yeah. Right. Hey, let's. Let's put the brakes on this. The Salem Witch Trials happened right in the middle of the Age of Reason, which is a super scary thing to think about. You know, as you get like Voltaire, you know, and, 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 you know, people coming up with, you know, with trying to think logically, it's almost like a reaction to that. It's like you take two steps forward and there's a big step back where people want to flee to the safety of superstition and say, oh, no, you know, this isn't a reason for it. It's, it's clearly witchcraft. Maybe that had something to do with the 80s. It's, you know, the Reagan era. It might have been part of the, you know, the backlash to the years before that i don't know but it the similarities between the west memphis three and and salem are just frightening the whole state the whole salem thing is very interesting to is interesting to read about always yeah plus like james the first ronald reagan had written a book about how to find a witch. <laughs> <laughs> i was i was i mean got me i was trying to think all i uh, i don't know about that one <laughs> uh, one of my one of my favorite things and I have like seven or eight copies of it saved in different places. I've got one on a hard drive in the bank vault <laughs> and it's a picture. It's a signed photo of Ronald Reagan and he had signed the photo Reagan, Reagan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's just, that's just one of my, and think about this. Reagan is the name of the girl in the exorcist. Maybe he's trying to tell you something. Oh mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. You're right. Think about it. Mm. Think about it. <laughs> We're, we're connecting uh, the dots here, people. One of the things that people would would claim would be that they would see these witches' spirits come into their house at night. Yeah, sleep paralysis is like uh, where we got incubi and succubi from. I think that I think that even more likely is that people were just making shit up, and there was no way to disprove it. <laughs> well, it's ridiculous because because have you ever tried to get a witch to deliver to your home? No. No. It's like in the doctor make a house call. It won't come over. No, no it's not gonna happen. I mean, now with Uber Witch, yeah. I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll drive one to your home. But back in the day, no. That could be a great opportunity because astrology is getting real big again. Uh, astrology is really picking up. All of the the Generation Z people are getting more into it. There's these very popular astrology apps. Oh, uh, see again, that's probably a reaction to a sort of age of reason. You know, you start getting to a point where, you know, uh, people begin to accept some scientific stuff and there's always a backlash to it. I th- I think, yeah, I think, you know, there's infinite information and, you know, nobody knows how true all the information is, but there's infinite information online, infinite everything else. And so it sort of leads back to people doing something else to be different. And then that gets popular. And so, uh, well, they used to do a great test where they, they would get people and they would say, here's the, the star sign or the predictions for the day you were born. Does this fit your personality? And everybody would read and say, yes, yes, this is me, this is me. And then they would say, well, that's actually the star sign or whatever for the day that Jeffrey Dahmer was born for Jeffrey Dahmer. The, the odd thing is <laughs> <laughs> I was born the same day as Jeffrey Dahmer. So, yeah, so that would be. Oh head. no! <laughs> so you're free to look in my head, my fridge. There's no heads in there or anything. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, 
I have learned a lot today. I've learned a lot. <laughs> what about- have you learned about? <laughs> what have you learned about witchcraft today, guys? Well, if you guys, what have you learned about witchcraft? It's cheaper to carry around your dead uncle's tooth than it is to go to the dentist if you don't have insurance. That's true. Um, uh-huh. The police just has some chickens. They could be rounding up people left and right. That that would be super easy. That's true. Uh-huh. Um, if you have some wire <laughs> and some crystal, uh, you're you're set. That's really all you need. Um, you want to put your finger right right in the outlet and charge that up. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think I've, I've that's that's pretty much I've I've learned how to cast some nifty spells. I've learned that witchcraft is even more arcane than I thought it was. <laughs> you know, just the all the. All the <laughs> yeah, it's more complicated than actual science. Yeah. I've been out here my whole life thinking in twos and fours, and witches are just on another level. They're on that three. So right, and my feelings on witchcraft to me, you can't beat them for aesthetics. Like if what you want to do is have some stuff that looks really cool, then it's like that's the spot. I'm not. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sold on the rest of it. Well, I think we've all come out of this with more respect for witches than when we went into it. I think we actually came out with more because right, we see the work they put into it. Uh huh. It's it takes it takes some doing, and you have to you have to really plan for it. Yeah. There are all kinds of different spells that were like too long to put into quizzes, <laughs> and they had much weirder. Have you ever seen those summoning spells when they'll talk about like here's a summoning spell? You have to set up three mirrors, and then at midnight you and they're really complex. Or it's like the uh, um the elevator summoning one, which they think uh, Elisa Lamb may have been trying to do, who died at the uh, Cecil Hotel, found her in the water tank. Uh, looking at that, yeah, they well, there's an elevator summoning summoning spell. We have to push these different buttons, and if you look at that footage of Elisa Lamb, it kind of makes sense that she may have been playing the summoning spell. Interesting. I'll have to look into that one. That's a good one. I warned you before going into this. I know a lot of goofy crap. I love, I love goofy crap. I'm in here. I'm in it for the goofy crap, honestly. It, it's been it's been fantastic having you on, Rodney. I really I haven't I have enjoyed the hell out of this. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. Really appreciate you making the time. If you haven't followed Rodney on Twitter yet, he's at Rodney Anon, A-N-O-N. And uh, of course, check him out. Seventh victim, like gothic synth pop. I love it. I'm obviously a sucker for that, though. If you haven't already, go into iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Garbage Brain University. Pretty easy to do. And uh, it helps us. So that's great for me. (laughs) Again, you can subscribe at GarbageBrainUniversity.com. Go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Player.fm. Wendy's. Wendy's (laughs) Wendy's.net, Podcast.biz. We're on all the outlets. And we got hometown smiles. Think about it. (laughs) Think about it. I'm I'm smearing my cat with peanut butter. It's not a spell. It's just something I do that that's wrong. <laughs> uh, thanks, Rodney, for being on. It's yeah. Excellent. Thanks again. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. I love this. This was a lot of fun. We'll have you back. Hey, hey, I didn't love it that much. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks again for listening. No, we'll have you back now. No, thanks. That's a no from me. Yeah. <laughs>